Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Well, I'm just off the phone to the Central Statistics Office, and it's official. My guest on the podcast today has the longest surname in all of Ireland. Esther O'More Donoghue, or Esther Two Names, as she's more commonly known. Now, Esther and I go a way back to, well, two years ago. I first met Esther when I was a guest on her podcast, which is called The 80%. Now, the concept behind Esther's podcast is that she's 80% happy for her guests who she gets on to interview, 80% happy for their success, and 20% Well, I suppose 20% resentful for their success, which is very honest of her and very Irish, I suppose. You know, that little bit of begrudgery that just goes, well, well done, but you bastard. You'll also be familiar with Esther if you listen to Ian Dempsey's breakfast show on Today FM every morning, where Esther is the voice of AA Roadwatch, bringing you the traffic updates from around the country. Esther is a very successful voiceover artist, comedian and a, oh, listen, she needs to be an author at some point because her comedy writing is hilarious. I urge you to go onto Esther's website, which she gives you the details coming up in the podcast. Sign up for her weekly newsletter because it is just gas. It's a whole load of random ramblings. It arrives in your inbox once a week and it's just hilarious and really worth signing up for. Esther and I also go to Casual Choir together, which is exactly as it says on the tin. It's Casual Choir. You turn up. If you can do the harmony, great. If you can't, just sing the melody. Tickets sell like hotcakes. It's on every couple of weeks. It's so much fun. You just go and you sing some classic L tune and have the banter. Tickets sell so fast, but it is brilliant fun. So Esther is just gas and lovely and a brilliant in this podcast. She brought along some poetry that she wrote as a teenager and honest to God, it is just so funny. So thanks Esther for being a guest on my podcast. Here she is. Esther O'More Donoghue, welcome to Collaborative Studios and thank you for being a guest on the Cringe Binge Podcast. Real? How does it feel now the old roles reversed? Funny. I don't know what to expect. Would I be like cagey? Would I be open? <laughs> I'll be open. Yeah. So fun. when I asked you to think about <clears throat> teenage Esther, what are the sort of thoughts and feelings that you had going back? What Wait. age are you now, by the way? I'm in my 30s. We'll just, we won't commit to a okay. definite. We'll Love keep, it. We won't commit. Um, but I... 
I, when I think about it, I was like, just feel like happiness and joy. You had fun. And obviously, I was going to be a nightmare. Oh, full of angst at times. Oh, mom, I hate my mom. And I'm, there was, I'm sure there was much snotty crying and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I just remember having fun with my friends and we just were just, we were weirdos and wallies and we just laughed all the time. Like, if, I mean, there was, I can't fill in the details and I'd actually have a terrible memory. So this is a really bad podcast for me to do. But just, we just had fun. We were just messers. So what did you look like? Stunning. I was a page three stunner from an early age. No, it's funny. My auntie, two of my aunts got married within a year of each other. And in the first, there's two photos of me. In the first photo, I'm like about maybe, maybe a foot and a half shorter. And I'm like, cutesy pootsy. She's a little child. And then the next year I was wearing like, my hair was like this perfect. The next year the hormones kicked in and I'm like, oh, and I just shot up because I'm five foot 11. So I'm tall. So I was tall. But like, you know, when you first shoot up, you're just like really skinny. I had stress eczema on my chin. In this photo, I tried to get some volume into my hair. My hair is dead straight. It was frizzy and just the hack of me. But I suppose I was kind of just tall and a bit gangly and, you know, that was it. But luckily, my best friend was the same height. So at least I had someone, you know, kind of an ally beside me and we weren't, I didn't feel like I was stooping over all the time. But yeah, tall. So those teenage years of um, like spots and greasy hair and all that I call it the gank stage Uh when you go through a stage of when you're just kind of growing into your face Um, when did your blossoming happen because you are now very beautiful so when did you go through the gank phase and everything and then blossom was it when like you're in your late teens or when did that happen I'm just coming out of it I'm just coming out of it I don't know (laughs) I suppose you kind of I don't know I didn't have really you know I didn't have really bad Acne, although I did have, I did have eczema. That was really or eczema. I don't know how people pronounce it differently. So that was kind of that would that would stress me out, and then you get more stressed about it, and you start okay. scratching, and it's growth. But no, I think it was fun. We just I was an awkward weirdo, and you're just trying to figure out what you want to wear, how you want to express yourself, who you are, and I mean, me and Lee, like me and my best friend, we we were kind of we were sort of different. We kind of were into maybe more alternative music. So at one stage, the two of us were going around like two army cadets. We'd go into like into the, there's a, I don't remember what it's called, like camping shop off. Um, On Cable Street? Yeah. Yeah! And like going in like with, you know, army jackets and, and booming, I can't even remember, combats. Yeah. And like, where do we think we're going down to Knockdown Shopping Centre? <laughs> uh, can we have uh, some, uh, you know, Jenny mixes and bags of crisps? I'm like, I'm going to shoot somebody. But So we were just kind of trying to figure it out. So I think that's what I can think of. We were just trying to work it out. And I suppose when we got to the end of our teens, we were kind of more kind of knew what we wanted to be but no you're still figuring it out your 20s are still like don't know what the F you're doing so so when you think back there to wasn't you, one day when I woke up I was like oh my god I'm gorgeous quickly take photos of me it's just a gradual blossoming yeah gradual it's still so happening so when it comes to fashion in the 90s and noughties what are the key pieces of your wardrobe that stick out in your memory oh there were I would kind of I suppose yeah so I started off like um a trainee cadet with the FCA or whatever. Fabulous. So that was fine. Yeah, I just needed to be given like a wooden rifle and there we were going off in our combats and our boots that stayed of us. Not a boy near us. No, not those two freakazoids. And then it kind of went more away to see. And then I thought I was a beastie boy for a while. So I think I just wanted to be in a band and I was confused about what, you know, what, what clothes I should be wearing. Um, and then we kind of started going out to, my friends started getting this, uh, like a club promoter and we're like, oh, we go to nightclubs now. We don't have to queue, we skip the queue. So we were looking for like little pencil skirts and, but we couldn't, you, well, it's not the same as it is now. You had to kind of hunt and assemble an outfit. So I remember I had these, yeah, we'd try and get like pencil skirts and duns and get our 
parents like take them in at the knee so they kind of come right down and these big clumpy shoes I had these shoes in, from Miss Selfridge that were a copy of Mew Mews and they were 60 quid at the time which was Whoa. that was expensive yes and my friend and you could, you'd swap clothes and my friends would tell you I did not want to swap my clothes I was really like okay you can have it it's fine so I lent so I lent my friend Nikki these shoes and she gave them back to me she's like there's your shoes now they're back now and I've given the shoes back and I was like some something's happened to these and hmm. she split the heel it's split in two and I was like my 60 quid shoes so that was my pride and joy so we kind of went from um army cadet towards kind of a more what would be considered more traditionally feminine kind of look but hmm. we were still kind of looking for a bit of an edge we were still sort of slightly off the wall and now that the whole 90s look is back in the shops now um, and I've, I was going past Penny's the other day and I saw like on the mannequin a string dress with a white t-shirt underneath oh, yeah. this like totally 90s my so-called life type of yeah. look is all back in the shops how does that make you feel have you bought any of this stuff well, to relive the 90s no, or no, don't want to leave because that's what you don't you just kind of wear the you know, oh, that's in you know the magazine I'm going to buy that and wear it because yeah I, I'm, I'm tall those proportions did nothing for me like a short little kind of kicky out skirt with the belly top with like a, a Mr. Happy on it or something. Just, I'm skinnier than I am now because you're just still not like fully in your body. No, horrific. And a big pair of those palladiums, clumpy shoes, skinny little legs, tiny flicky out skirt, a belly top. And I like the hickiness of it. No, we look, look so gross. So now you, I kind of know my body works with me. I'm like, I'm not wearing those. They look so strange. So I do not want to revisit them. But I had them all. Yeah, like oh, Claire Danes dyed my hair red, had bits of my hair blue for a while. Just was in so much turmoil writing my poems, which I'll read to you in a while because I wrote poems because I was so tortured as a teenager. You it's know, the best way to express your oh emotions. Just get it all out onto the page. <laughs> yeah, the crazy. So, what? Would, tell me about school. What was your school uniform like? School was a school uniform was uh, like a maroon kind of, and it was as all you know, total boner shrinker. <laughs> L- do not come near us, please. <laughs> Um, the nuns were like, no, we need to keep these these skirts long and uh, completely disgusting. So, yeah, and I when I went in, in first year, you know, you get the list when you go into first year and, you're like, and you need all these items for your uniform. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I think we need to get everything on this list because I want to do secondary school right. I don't want to show up and look like a total geek. So I came in, you know, like gabardine, grey, oh, expensive, grey gabardine coat, like swooshing across the floor. And in case it rained, I had a clear full length Mac to oh. put over it. <laughs> and just because, you know, I wanted to match, I had my maroon uniform and then I had a lovely velvet maroon headband oh. and just the biggest. What were your shoe memories of school shoes? Oh, big, black, clumpy things. Clumpy, clumpers. Yeah, and then you see we went into a rocker phase, so mainly we're rocking boots for a while, little ankle boots, and then... In school? Yeah. Were you allowed? Oh, we were allowed, shot. we just wore them. Yeah. Wow, rock and roll. Maybe that, maybe that was third year, maybe it was after, we went to Irish college, I think we went to Irish college in the second year of the two, so we came back, we're changed, we like Nirvana. <laughs> it was probably, it was, I know it was because of boys, but yeah, but that we, we, uh, we came back and we were, yeah, wore boots and stuff, yeah. Deep into the grunge. Yeah. So as a pupil in school and a student, what were you like? Oh, I was good, yeah. I was good. See, our Prefect? class... No. No. Okay. And I think I actually remember being like, huh? <laughs> oh, excuse me. Huh? That was totally lit. Everybody secretly wanted yeah, to be Yeah, absolutely did. And I thought it would cut, you know, but it didn't happen anyway. Um, but what was it like? Yeah, so it was good. And but see, in our class were weird because we were in our... It was divided into 1A1, 2A... Or 1A1... 182, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know if it was 
real if we'd been streamed that but the 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 word was out in our little block there was all our classes were in one block like a separate little section of the school so all the first years were in one block the second years in the second block so we are like our own little ecosystem and you know the the thing was that we were in the a1 so we were the really smarty pantses so we were kind of like it was so hard walking the corridors. People were like <laughs> judging us. Oh, they're the geeks. But we we didn't care because we were like a little ecosystem and we just kind of just were weirdos and and had fun in our own little in our own little group because we're like, if you don't want us, we're going to just have fun by ourselves, whatever. And then by the end, you know, you leave 60 and you're all like friends together. But yeah. there was definitely girls in our year that we were like a bit, oh, they're the ball girls. We're scared of them a little bit. Um, but... Uh, and did you ever get in trouble? No. And you know, because again... My best friend, well, I've loads of best friends, but she's the one I've known all my life. Leah was always like, when we used to play with Barbies when we were younger, I'd be like, okay, now the Barbies are perfect and we keep the elastics in their hair, put the little toots- shoes on their tootsies just the way they came in the box and Leah'd be like, no, we're going to set fire to them, okay? Esther, come on, take the elastics out of their hair. Come on, come on, live a little. And I was like, no. So kind of in secondary school, it was the same. Like I would be making, we'd, we'd all be kind of trying to make each other laugh, but I'd make, maybe make Leah laugh and Leah'd go, Whoa, and she might get into trouble then. Yeah. But I didn't get into any serious trouble now. That's a perfect friendship though, isn't it? That oh, lovely yeah. balance of when you form an alliance like that that you balance each other one is good and one is a little bit daring yeah. and you both yeah. look after each but, other yeah we're all I love that yeah it was good fun so throughout your teenage years what was your relationship like with your family uh, yeah I mean I'm sure I mean I when I was looking through all these boxes of things like I hate mum I'd written on certain bits you know because I mean you know when I remember when I was in primary school my big thing was like I've diary entries that were like oh my god mum's so unfair why can't I watch EastEnders you know, because because uh, she and I know why she wouldn't because it's so miserable and bleak and an eight year old shouldn't be watching. But I was like, I just want to see what's going on in Albert Square. Aww. So uh, my granny would get into my granny's and I watch it like him <laughs> watching it with my granny. So it was fun. But um, so I think there was a bit of that carried on into your into my teenage years. And when I think now, it's like heartbreaking. You're like, no one's going to love you more than your mom or your dad mm-hmm. or whatever. So, you know, but at the time, oh, nobody gets me. It's so painful. I don't think there's anything, anything too unusual, but um. Yeah. And are you an only child or do you have siblings? No, I have a little, I have a little brother, a younger brother. So and we're great friends as well now. So what's just the age the gap? A year and nine months. Okay. So, so I was close. one and they were like, come on, let's make another one. This one's incredible. <laughs> let's get it going. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so um, yeah, so we're great, we're great friends and um, yeah, just the two of us. And the only two or more done who's in the world. And when all the hormones kicked in and you noticed boys. Yeah. Tell me about, do you remember your first crush? Do I remember first question? I mean, in secondary school, yeah. Ah, yeah. He was like, he kind of had, because I was into me rocker kind of, mm-hmm. you know, music boys. So I was like, oh, he looks like Kirk Cobain. <gasps> I love him. <laughs> He's gorgeous. And he used to wear cardigans. I mean, the hickiness as well. <laughs> I mean, but he's got Converse All-Stars. So we're going to get married, basically. <laughs> and we just like, remember we used to sit in my friend Grania's kitchen and we'd see the boys, the group of boys, across one of the lads' house and we'd see them. We'd be like looking out just to spy on them because you have nothing to do all day. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to do. You're just, you know, wandering around from house to house trying to find them to do so we can look at them and then we might see one of them turn. They're probably looking, turning to look at something, you know, oh, look, there's a mouse or something like that. But like, oh my God, they're looking at us. Oh my God, this sauce. So embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. And then I remember, I remember one time like walking outside our house and I don't know, we're going to the chip or something. 
And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to turn around now and see if he turns around as well. Okay. So then we, I remember we walked a little bit and I, and he turned around too. And I was like, oh my God, it's love. He turned around. But she was terrible because we, there used to be a big green in one section of it. And we'd see them, like if we saw them across the green, Leah was terrible. She like gave me a complex for you. She'd be like, oh my God, I can see him. There he is. Oh my God, you're going red. <laughs> You are pulling such a redner. You, and oh I'm like, God. will you stop? Because it was like a long, like a slow motion car crash. And we'd have to pass. I'm like, hi, hi. You know, just kind of totally ignore each other. But yeah, but I don't know. There was, there was boys. They were in and they were out. But did you go to an all girls school? Yeah. So how did the interactions happen? Was it where you lived and around it? Or with boys or? Yeah, there were, I don't know how though, that little group. I think, you know, the way when you're that age, you just kind of see someone who kind of dresses the way you think you'd mm-hmm. like that kind of, and you're like, him and just follow <laughs> that one <laughs> and just follow and then if your friends happen to find someone attractive in the group you're like that's grand and then someone gets a boyfriend and they have friends and yeah. you end up hanging out but no there was a boy school not too far away from ours and they staggered the lunches so that you know we wouldn't they have sex in our lunch break didn't and get pregnant. Yeah, staggered. so I think the boys were slightly behind us or something not that we would be having sex we were just like well I was just like clueless but um, so they staggered it so we wouldn't get pregnant and then <laughs> so so, but the boy, but we had names for all the poor boys. Like we had nicknames for all of them. There was like, uh, this is terrible. One of them was called, we called him Bob Along. Why? Because he bobbed along as he walked. <laughs> and we would miss them. Like at lunchtime, we'd be like, where's Bob? Bob Along. Where's, Bo- where's Bob Along? Bob Along's late today. And then we were like, oh, there he is. And we were like, Bob Along's got his hair or Bob Along's dyed his hair. And then there was, they all had nicknames. And actually one of the girls did end up kind of going out with one of them. But we would just like hang out the window like we were in a chipper looking down at them and just like scream at them or talk to them. And they like they kind of, they were used to it. It was like we'd broken them. They were kind of like, oh, they'd smile and stuff. But we didn't fancy any of them. But we had a little group of kind of pets that we would kind of shout after in school. Brilliant. We didn't, we, no, didn't go near them. No way, Jose. And then um, at school discos you'd meet guys. And so when did that happen? Like what, do you remember your memories of your first kiss, or your first interaction with the boy? Do oh, you yeah. remember your first kiss? Yeah. yeah. Well, it actually was in primary school. I think it was like in sixth class. And then, but of course, my BFF was by my side. I think we were like, okay, you're going to kiss him. I'm going to kiss him. So that's Aww. fine. But it was terrible because we, so we had a little smooch and then this girl, I won't even say her name, <laughs> from across the road who was younger than us, had, was, had kind of followed us <gasps> and despite us. And she was like, I'm going to tell your mom. And we were like, oh my God. So we had to, it was the like. wagon. Yeah, the, so we were kind of fast walking back to the house. I was like, I'm going to have my mom for you, tell my mom. And so I was like, oh, okay. All right, here's the story. I kissed this boy, but didn't even the tongue around like that and whatever. And it wasn't serious. And just a little kiss on the lips. And then um, mom was like, that's fine. Okay. And then ding dong. And then, yeah, the little wagon. Yeah. So that could have traumatized me for years. And then mom was like, yes, I know. You know, the way you're great, your mum would be like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. stick up you. Yes, I know. And it's fine. Okay. I'm Time for well you to go back home. I'm well aware that my daughter, <laughs> who's in sixth class, was kissing a boy in a field. And actually, I'm traumatized by it, but I have to pretend. Amazing. So, yeah. So, I had my little switch. And then, what about snog snogs? Like, real getting into the old Frenchies with the tongues and all that. Who the... F- I mean, I don't remember. Like, that was the first little peck. But I don't remember who was after that, to be honest. I honestly don't. Did you do snogging in teen discos? Ah, yeah. We Did you do any old Will You Shave Me Friend? Yeah, loads of that. Like, yeah. And the, when you're so funny, you kind of like, kind of stand at an angle and just be like pretending that you don't know the person's looking at you and be like, <laughs> like a piece of meat. And, uh, and then you might come back, no, unfortunately, it's a no this time. 
he did. But come on, let's go around. Come on, let's just go for a little stroll around or some song. Come on. So yeah, you just kind of sell all your friends to each other, and they'd be like, oh, "I kissed him. He's a good kiss. You should kiss him too." Like we would, we it was kind of like volume. We didn't. We really yeah, didn't care. Mm-hmm. It was just, just about clocking up the numbers yeah, to get just practice. Up the numbers to get practice, yeah. and that's yeah. So we did the, at the school discos. So which school discos do you go? Did you go to? And what are your memories of teen discos? Yeah, they were fun. Of course, it was a big production. What are you going to wear? And who's going to drive us there? And how are you going to pretend that you haven't taken any drink and you have a little bit sometimes? Um, so we went, I don't know, how How did you get into the school discos? Like Wesley was the first one, I think. And um, that place was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it was unreal. So, um, yeah, so we went to all of those, like, what, I can't remember the ones, like there was one tiny Black Rock we went to. We had all the, we had all the clubs, <laughs> all the clubs. And the one, one across the, kind of across the, the rugby pitch from Wesley. Um, Bective. Yeah, it was Bective, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that was like he graduated to Bective when yeah. you were a little bit older, like, yeah. you know, like 14 or something. Um, how we got away with it back in the day was unbelievable. Like, you know, got away with the it. drinking in the queue I and know, everything, I everybody know. with the fake IDs who just give the nod in you go. The amount of underage drinking yeah. was insane. A friend of mine had, um, she used to have these really wide trousers and she just had two cans in the <laughs> socks and she would just. <laughs> And that's how we're like, this is, these are idiots. You know, how do they not even pat us down or whatever? But um, yeah, they were fun and weird. And but what, yeah. what were you, what's your memories of those early days of starting to drink? What did you drink? I don't know if we had those. I think, you know, maybe it was like scavenge for whatever bits you can find in the house. But mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot of drink in the house. So I think it was probably like Dolly mixtures or whatever in, mm-hmm. in a flask or in a whatever old bit of bottle you could find. And then maybe alcohol pops and stuff. But I was never really, like some people, yeah, I was never really mad about drinking. And I remember when I could realise, like a little bit older, not too, you know, too much older, I was like, oh, I don't have to do, I don't have to drink as much. I can't, I'm like, I can't, I can't keep up with these people. So I kind of scaled back very early and I was like, when I kind of discovered, oh, I could have a, like when you're older, maybe in your early 20s, have a glass of wine and just like it looks, you have a drink in front of you, but it's not a huge amount mm-hmm. of volume of liquor because I'm just not, I just wasn't really into it. But of course we you know, so it occasion. wasn't about going out drinking just to get drunk or drinking out to go on the lash that you... No, I suppose it's a kind of a way you want to meet the civilized. And, well, no, I, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. Sometimes it wasn't. But you learn. And mm. I, when I remember as a, when you got to certain age, you realise, oh, you don't have to do this. Oh, it's fine. And my friends were not like, come on, Esther, you know. Mm. No peer pressure no. or anything like that, no. I'm sure I felt it. I mean, but a, li- a little bit. But no, they were never like... I'm going to punch you in the, in the guts if you don't have this fat frog or whatever. But um, no, so yeah, we did. We certainly, we certainly yeah, drank. Remember once my, well, I did, I had a pa- I got a paper round once in my like mid-teens because my mum, they used to do a paper, we used to get the, or was it milk? No, it was milk. And the every time the milkman came to the door, we'd be like, Mom, your boyfriend's at the door. Because she'd be talking to him for like 40, because he was, I think he, I don't know if he fancied her, but mom was very, oh yeah, talking to him. And she finagled me and my brother into this blooming milk round. So I do remember going out, we went out, you know, uh, drinking in a field. And then I was like, oh, Rebecca. I've got to deliver this milk. Oh, piss. I've got to go. Was it a milk round or a pa- it had to have been a paper round because I couldn't have delivered my little bike. So I was like, like drunk yeah, cycling. So I was drunk cycling and uh, firing uh, uh, newspapers into people's houses. But um, oh, yeah, we certainly made a fool of ourselves more than once. Because was that your very first job then, the paper round? Yeah, I suppose technically it was. And then it was a lounge girl in the um, local pub and the ensemble. I don't know, it was like Maid Marian. It had these long, a big long blouse. Like when you're serving pints and stuff with big long kind of like a satyr's top that would just drip into all the pints and a, <laughs> and a crushed velvet waist jacket. Oh, nice. And, and uh, a skirt that I borrowed from my friend Lee who was like 
long so the whole silhouette was just a big long streak of fabric and I was like you know it sounds like you should be one of the people in Bunratty it, it was a little bit like that um, and I remember the couple 56p change and you give you the 6 and you'd be like just give me the 50 you know tired arse but uh, yeah we got into some I remember one Christmas Eve yeah going out after work with them and think we're so great and mum sitting in the armchair in the sitting room it was a Christmas Eve was like where were you but she was pretty I mean she mum yeah, mom, I think mum played it well. She probably wanted to explode inside, but um, yeah, we got to... I mean, I think they have to know. We say that very, very, very late. But I think mum was like, if I kind of draw attention to it, then she'll maybe feel a bit madder. But uh, yeah. That's the way to handle the yeah. teens, isn't it? Did you know what you wanted to be when you grew up? I'll just go through my documents. Uh, I've brought some paper evidence here now to court. Did I know what I wanted to be? I... No, you want to be a million different things you want to be. And it's still trying to figure it out. And that's the thing, when you you know, you know go through life, you realise you can just kind of reinvent yourself and do different things mm. and at different times. Um, so I wasn't like, I want to get into traffic and travel reporting. <laughs> I, that's my passion. I love sitting in cars. You know, that's not like, I didn't have a clue. But like, so I did my degree in social science. And so that's a few years on. But How no. did you get into what you're doing now? How did that happen? I don't, how, yeah, how did I... Well, oh yeah, so I did my degree in UCD and then I went to do a course in Ballyfermas and then I guess I just saw the ad for, was I doing other bits before? I don't know what the timeline is. I think I was doing bits for magazines and stuff. Anyway, just sent a demo in. Uh, the Nace Road inbound is busy but moving between the, 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 and they are like, we have to have this. We have to have this voice. <laughs> She's, it's stunning. Give so, us your tagline, Esther. Esther, Airwatch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so and yeah, and then sure, I've been there eight million years. But um, but anyway, but when I was in a second school, I don't know. It's probably something creative. I wanted to do this. I want to sing. I want to dance. I was. We were into speech and drama. We used to do fashes and and we yeah, we loved that our little gang. Um, we'd always make up songs and bits. So, um, yeah, I guess. But right, like, this, let's go through this, this list. Okay, I want to so, know what's on it. <clears throat> this is when I was having a come to Jesus moment myself. You know, in my teenagers, if I could do anything, what would I do? Slash things I'd like to do. Top of the list. <laughs> Learn how to tango. <laughs> or flamenco. <laughs> what? Ah, amazing. That's a brilliant aim to have. Uh, but look, go to dance classes in Diggs Lane. Uh, where's today FM? Into Diggs Lane. <laughs> Ooh. I'm technically going to work there, but I do do the, the traffic on today FM every morning. Okay. Two, act. Join Gaiety. I did do acting classes. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Three, I would love to have a routine like French and Saunders. Uh, dash, comedy. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Because you're ticking everything. Well, oh, here's here's one. I was obviously going, okay, if, so, if, I, if I die and someone finds it, I have to do something else. It was like, four, charity work with children. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Dash, working with the homeless. Then a little arrow, Chiline versus Simon Community. I mean, based on nothing. That's amazing. Uh, uh, then it was like, design and make handbags. I mean, what? Woman doesn't go through her design and make handbags phase. Oh, absolutely. I had a stall back rock market for all making jewellery. I did lasted you? two weekends. Yeah. <laughs> two weekends. <laughs> I was like, this is not for me. What did you make the jewellery out of? Oh, oh, I bought about 38,000 euros worth of beads. And I was like, I'm making beads of jewellery. <laughs> There's not enough. Why did you quit? Did you not sell oh, it? I couldn't do it. No, because I couldn't do the selling. It was, oh. I like making things. I'm like, ooh, it's so awkward. And what you were waiting for customers to approach. And yeah, hoping that but I mean, I learned a lot <laughs> over those two weekends. <laughs> How to merchandise things? Yeah, just plop it in. No, it's really, it's really, it's a tricky thing. Now you've got eight grand's worth of beads left. Is that what I've you're got telling? So many beads. <laughs> <laughs> My friends are like, please don't make us any more beaded outfits for our children. We 
<laughs> the waist of the bolero jackets are too heavy for their tiny frames. <laughs> it's too amazing. Much. What else um, is on the list? And then we have. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Broadcast journalism. <gasps> but where are the effort? I'm not a journalist, but... And then so eight. No, this is unbelievable. And then eight. You be psychic. Journalism. Maybe. I should have put that down, yeah. And, but then the last one on the list is the best. <laughs> so if I'm not designing and making handbags or do, being a broadcast journalist or doing charity work with children, I'm number nine, joining Greenpeace. <laughs> Amazing. We all want it. I had a Greenpeace homework notebook. Greenpeace, where's Greenpeace these days? Well, they're still they're alive and kicking. Yeah, but they don't do anything like green, they did back then. Look at this. I've got a Green Party badge. She's oh, Louise. Oh, my circle. God. And it says, and then just to keep it vague, campaign for issues, make recycling more commonplace in homes. You're doing Arrow, all of these things. educate people. Mic drop. Listen, you're doing all of these Hello. things. Do you have a recycling bin in your house? No, but did you not get when I read it in your newsletter, you got a, spe- a special new one for collecting the um, fat oh, and baby wipes and yes, all those. Yes, yes, Because in work I've You're Twitter. saving the planet, like I I have, uh, yeah, if anyone, if you want to Google gunk pot, what's a gunk yeah, pot? Yeah, gunk pot, that's it. Yeah, you're scraping the fat off any bit of your 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 plates or your frying pan and you put it in your little gunk pot, yeah. wait for it to cool and then put it in the bin. You can't tip anything down the sink anymore. Okay. No oils because we're, we're, we're creating fatbergs and it's not good. And then what, you. can you put baby wipes in there as well? Or what's the story? Just put the baby. You shouldn't be using baby wipes. You should try try and use your old flannels or your your face cloths and stuff and re, re, re mm-hmm. washable things. But put your if you if you have a stash of baby wipes, you need to use put them in the bin. Don't put them in the loo. Uh, do not. 
Don't use them. Don't because use them. they actually don't take your makeup off. They just rip the face off you. So just yeah. stop using them completely and just use a bit of cotton wool and yeah. then that can go into the compost. Yeah. Or get a load of face cloths. Oh my gosh, listen, we should be getting medals for I saving them from the earth here. Yeah. So there's an awful lot of things on that list now that you've ticked off, which is astonishing well, that I you mean, really kind of, you obviously yeah. knew what your talents were and your gifts and what, Maybe you know, potentially you could use in the future. Yeah, well. And podcasts hadn't been invented, but I think podcasts, if they had, podcasting would have been on that list. Yeah, as I say, podcasts and ripping ATMs out of buildings had not been invented yet, mm-hmm. but they are two viable careers and yeah. we're trying to make it happen. So, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Right. More paperwork. What else have we got here? Well, Give I'll us a poem. Have you got oh, an old poem there okay. for us? This, I think this is written about the boy. The Ooh. boy that we fancied across the green. Okay. okay. Looking out of my soul. <laughs> Oh, they're so, so deep. bad. Waiting for the boy, gazing at my window until he fills my <laughs> my heart with joy. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Loving the rhyme. It gets better. Yeah. Longing for his longing for his presence, longing for his presence, hoping that he'll be there, sitting in anticipation, even though he doesn't care. Aww. So I was realist. Doesn't give a shit about me. I watch him turn around. Is he looking for me? No, he's not. <laughs> I long to see his blonde hair. <laughs> I long to see his blonde hair blowing in the breeze. <laughs> what did you rhyme breeze with? Me and breeze. Yeah, me and breeze. <laughs> okay. Ah, that's so good. Yeah. Top of the class. I take commissions as well if anyone wants me to write poems <laughs> for their babies or whatever. Looking for that kiss to return to me, hoping he feels the same. I'm bringing back to a theme, sitting in anticipation. My love for him will never tame. Oh man. Yeah, that's a total stinker. Would you, how do you think like with these poetry skills like happen throughout the teenage years and the expression of them? Do you think it's because like we're doing stuff in school that's like Shakespeare and and is it the English education that we get that puts us in that frame of mind mixed with all the teenage emotions? Where does it come from? I don't know. That it's like the poetry is such I have a to thing. Get these out. Yeah, I don't know. It's the programs we're watching or whatever. Maybe it's like yeah, you're because you're you're I suppose in your teenage years you are reading probably more, more poetry than you ever have in mm. your life. You're studying bookfuls, but you're like, that yeah. looks grand advent. Oh, I'm a teeny left, right and centre. Yeah. Like, so yeah. And they don't even have to rhyme. Yeah. They but just have to be deep. And then you're so deep anyway as a teenager you're that you so just deep. You're so deep. You're so Your family don't understand you sometimes. And you're like, you've, you're, yeah, I don't I'm know. I express myself in I a I'm going to express myself with a pencil and a, some, and uh, on the top of this page is my German homework. <laughs> Ick. Ich, ich habe schöne Osterferien geha- gehalt. Ich bin ins Kino gegangen. Means I went to the cinema. Ich habe little women und nobody's fool gesehen. Sie waren sehr gut. I have <laughs> so, no idea what that means. I did French. Yeah. Well, trust me, that was... Oh, now, I also... Another thing I want to mention. Now, this is more... We, in fourth year then, we, we did German. We didn't want to do German. We all had to make... Our parents made a choice for us. We wanted to do art and music and art little gang. We were, like, forced to do German. And I brought it up for years. I still do. Um, so we did German we had a great German teacher and but at a certain point we were like we are here political prisoners we don't want to be in this class and we had to do it in transition year and um, our she's such a hard girl Miss Sudway and she kept pushing us and she got us to do um, the nativity in German okay but it was an updated version and it was Die Drei Dunklen Könige The Three Dark Kings so mm-hmm. yeah, so Claire and Jill were Mary and Joseph. We had a baby, you know, plastic doll for the baby. I was one of the three kings. So we all had, I was like, we were all soldiers who'd been in the war. I, my character had clubfoot. 
<laughs> no, this does not make any sense. Because we what? were kind of more of a contemporary, but well, it wasn't really contemporary, but it was more like we were kind of, it was like, so we were, we'd been through the war. I, we all wore. <laughs> <laughs> so the notes are, <laughs> the, the notes are. Go on, this is so good. Esther has a big. <laughs> Esther has a big, big deformed foot. Oh my god! Are you telling me that you brought this home and had to go? I need a king's costume with the club foot. Oh, we were let bigger own costumes, which was How worse. Did you do the club foot? Though? Did you? I sort of dragged my foot behind me onto the Oh, you thing. just did it. Yeah, I, I used to use my Daniel phys- I just used my physicality. Oh god! Because I'm an actor. It's just... on the list. Want to be an actor? Did some class in the gate. Keep up, Jules. Come on, keep up. Oh my god! I then want to bring this play back. Then my yeah. Oh, we got into so much trouble. Grania Grania has no hands. Okay. Her soldier had had both her hands blown off in the war. And then Neve 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 shakes. So Neve was like traumatized. So we got into so much trouble. It was in the GP room in the middle of the day. Our parents had like taken time off school. We were pumping with laughter. Oh, we just, you know when you know we're so, we're going what to get into so much trouble. We must have been like 15 or 16, yeah. Because we, we were like, we are dead meat. And yeah. the sister Basil was there. Mrs. Soto was like, oh, her heart was breaking. It was like, you were such nice girls in first year. And we weren't being bad. We just cut, we thought it was, yeah. it was so funny. Just being a bit mad. Foot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that so is so brilliant. That yeah. is amazing. So um, I'm dying to hear about this reflection exercise. Is this a religion exercise that you had to oh, do? Or what yeah. was it? Yeah, this is, I think, I guess this must have been maybe like a, I don't know when this was, but reflection exercise, personal to the individual. Can we recognize true love? Oh, here we go. One, when I think about my relationship with my parents, I, I am thankful, but realize that it's not perfect. She's great perspective as a Mm. teen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I think about my relationship with my friends, I am happy. That's That's lovely. When I think about my relationship with God, I feel confused. Oh, yeah. I need to think of it that one. Yeah. Um, uh, people who love me take me for who I am. Conf- I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, and a complete nightmare. <laughs> um, when I think of the people I love, I'm satisfied and happy. And finally, it was the most important people in my life at the moment are my family and friends and my mum. Oh, that's cute. It's such a love hate relationship, so, isn't it? With all of these teams. I'm angry, I'm yeah. loving. I'm confused. Now, can you remember writing that? Like, as in, do you think they were would have been like honest answers or would have been going, what's going to get me an LA from a religion teacher? Yeah, I think this is one of these things like going to a group and just Mm. sort them out and you're like, oh God, I've got to come up with something. So, yeah. I'll give my best answers now. This is like, you know, this is holy me answering these. holy me, yeah. Brilliant. Okay, and what else is there? Valentine, Valentine. Oh yeah, this, I think this is one of the, uh, the guys from Irish College. Oh, can you describe the outside of the Valentine? It's a hedgehog Aww. holding about 12 roses. A Valentine with love. Valentine, you and me. I never saw this man again after this card. <laughs> to Esther. Oh, I got my name right. Sending special wishes with a heart full of love. I think he lived in Kilkenny. So it was an Irish college. This is what he wrote. I mean, the, the, what idiot? Like, we were all idiots. I, I don't know who wrote this originally. Well, it definitely wasn't him. I used to live in a room full of mirrors. All I could see was me. Then I take my spirit and I smash my mirrors. And now the whole world is here for me to see. Now I'm searching for my love to be. Never mind. See. Oh my God. The cringe. That was like, 
cringe. Yeah, the oh, cringe. You probably thought it was so romantic. And probably so did I as well. Yeah. And of course, you would have melted. Someone's meant me a card. Yeah. So, and then I've got my dress design. So I wanted to be a designer. Okay, well, like, listen, get out of the way, John Rasha, because this is Irish design at its finest. Mm. So this is a plan for your Deb's dress. Let me describe it One to the listeners. One of the plans. One of the plans. Can you remember what the plan for the fabric, just the type of fabric? Was? It was going to be a very... Um, it was going to be a velvet. Oh, a velvet. That was going to be. A, I was going to drape at the at the kind of chestal area oh. and hand painted. Oh, 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 wow! Yeah, hand I painted know. velvet. Yeah, <laughs> you can paint. You, are you can so paint. Like you can paint on velvet. Can you? Amazing. You can paint on anything. So it's beautiful royal blue. It's almost. It's quite a mermaid sort of. Um, inspiration, I would say. Maybe that was on my list. I want to be a mermaid. I want so. to be a mermaid. Enjoying Greenpeace. Join Greenpeace, and it's almost like a under the sea. Would that be a sort of yeah, a theme sort of for a, the fabric painted sort of yeah. flowers and I think that's fair to say. <laughs> I would imagine a me being a, yes, thank you. And is. what that's is the right. big giant? Is that a hole slit in the side? What, uh, like, no, 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 I wouldn't what, be into that. That's probably, what's this going on here? I don't know what that is, but oh, it is definitely would not oh. have been exposing flesh. Oh. No way, Jose. Maybe it was a bit of a, a bit of lace or something. Oh, there's almost a peacock feather type of vibe Maybe. going on. Let me see. I know, so it's beautiful anyway. There's obviously a, a sheer talent there. What? Oh, I have a note. It says clear. So oh, I it's don't clear. Know. It was. You wear a slush. There yeah, you go. It now. was, yeah. <laughs> I was a bit of a what, slush. What? Uh, if that was your plan for your Deb's dress, did that turn up to be your Deb's dress or what? No. What, what did you No, no, like I did design my Deb's dress, of course. <laughs> oh, of course yeah. you did. What was the it back like? In my history class, in the back of my history book. It was pink. It was pale pink. And uh, yeah, it was pale pink. And it was sort of, yeah, it was what I wanted. It was very simple. And I had, oh my God. The conversations and I was like, I'm gonna have my hair pulled back, okay? We got our hair done in Tony and Guy. I thought we were great. Got our makeup done in Brown Thomas at the Bobby Brown counter or oh, something. Amazing. And then I'm gonna have fresh roses in my hair. <laughs> like a flower crown or No, just like I had roses like stuck in the back. Oh amazing. It was very simple. I don't know who I thought it was, but yeah, it was very simple, pale pink dress and um, do you remember who would have been your celebrity idols around that time? Because that's sounding kind of like Gwyneth Paltrow's. Yeah, sort of I think that's what I was. I was that's yeah. what I was vibing. Yeah, but it was the wrong fabric, so it sat completely wrong. So it kind of, it was like, I I didn't think about oh you forgot to choose the you can have the right color, but the fabric has to move. So it was sort of like rigid, where her dress kind of flowy. Oh, okay. It was wrong. It was probably a flowy like cutting the bias and everything, and you were just yeah. Like a bit so robotic. I kinda, I just and I went into my the purse. I cause got um my friend there's a wedding dress shop in uh, Paris Court but it was my friend my aunt's best friend oh, or my owns it so I got my dress brought in there I mean probably she said once when I was seven I'll make a Deb's dress and I was like okay I bought the fabric and she she made it for me which is amazing that's but amazing she was like no this is not your dress not going to look like that because the fabric is wrong but you know you live and learn Jules oh, and know? who was your date for the Debs my date was Gareth, and he was a very nice man. I think he lives in Canada now. Um, he probably still hasn't gotten over me to be fair. He had to emigrate. He's just yeah. Um, so and I went to his Debs, and uh, yeah, it was. I think we Abba Esque were the band at our Debs. Wow. I know. I was on the Debs committee. I don't know how we got them. That was. I don't know how. Maybe because they were expensive, but. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, it was good fun and we all ended up in beauties in town afterwards, as you do. Yeah, it was good fun. Uh, what else have you got there for us on that sheet? Oh, is this, this is another poem? Now, this is another poem. Oh God, bring it. I love it. I can't get enough of the poetry. Oh geez, now this is kind of angry. This okay. is called, now I've, I'll t- I know, I've worked it out at the end who this is about, but. Well, can um, you give us a backstory on the, where's the anger generated from? Well, the title is, 
<laughs> the title is Psycho Friendly Star Killer. Oh, okay. okay, that's an amazing album name. Yeah. Psycho Friendly Star Killer. Okay, well, it's, a, it's got a connection to the music industry. Okay. Okay, so. It's so unfortunate that I'm milking you. It's so unfortunate that I'm killing you. I don't know what else to do. Should I be writing about you? Why am I choking you? Don't know what else to do. I'm a big lipped. F- <laughs> I'm a big lipped fat killer. What the f is that? Like a big lipped fat killer? I don't know. I can spot you at a hundred yards. I know how much you make each year. I get pregnant just to keep you. <laughs> <laughs> I get pregnant just to keep you. Like Amazing. what? <laughs> Anymore. Should I be pissing on you? What? Okay, what? No one dare no one dares to answer because I'm a psycho-friendly star killer. Oh, we brought the title in. That's good. Try to put me up for slaughter. How sad you can't. <laughs> Try to put me up for slaughter. How sad you can't. I've had his daughter. Oh my god. I am I'm that young boy's mother. Stitch him. Um, stick him on my album cover, act all stupid or misunderstood, try to get press, we all knew she would. And I realised I wrote that about Courtney Love. Because oh I was in love with Kirk. What a mentor. I think you were sort of like an early days Billie Eilish. I think so. I think yeah. you were Billie Eilish before oh, her yeah. time, girl. Oh mm. my God, because that is like very grungy. Like, yeah. you know, it's very like the lyrics of a song yeah. more than like in well, poem I think we should again refer to the list I didn't want to I, oh actually, I think I skipped that one I said I have a good voice I'd like to start a band oh there we go on that. Right. somebody get so. on to Imro quickly because this like or we need to get who Louis Walsh or something we need to turn it into a tune yeah she looks like a pop star she sounds like a pop star she's a pop star give her give that girl a deal oh my god so did you ever buy any like magazines from the 90s any musicy magazines if you were grungy, you I know the way there was like you could get just 17 and Miz and then there was smash hits and big. And then if you were grungy, you were kind of into NME magazine. Yeah, no, I, I love smash hits. Yeah. I love smash hits. And um, I remember my first smash hits, I think at Kylie or something when I was really small. I got my uncle to like lend me money. Can I borrow some money? I want to get smash hits. But um, no, my brother, even though he's younger than me, he was he used to get Q magazine. So mm. I used to flick through that. But um, to be well up on the music scene. Absolutely. Did you watch Top of the Pops? Yeah, watch Top of the Pops. Yeah, watch Top of the Pops. We were the once they kind of got into our oasis phase. I could have gone two ways when I think about it now. My life could have been so different. <laughs> because I was kind of going more rockery and rockery. And I think I got into... Not, not, I wasn't what they're called. But anyway, so then I kind of went more sort of, um, yeah, the kind of ocean colour scene, oasis mm. thing. And then, of course, I went through my Beastie Boy phase. There was a lot of it in college, you know, just wearing like men's clothes basically and Adidas runners thinking oh you're so cool I was like brilliant again the proportions do not work in this body what are your memories of growing up in a world of um no technology yeah it's funny because we had the internet for a while when I was like but we had the internet but we didn't know how to use it it was there I think we might have put sex in once but you know we didn't I don't know yeah so is this now a home computer you're yeah home computer because yeah mum like they worked they had a business from home so for a while um so I don't know. We didn't know any. Did you play like, games or anything? Was there any things like that? No, or we had no interest, no conception of what it was. Yeah, okay. like we. And then we soon ran ran up those phone bills when we a couple of years later when we were like, oh yeah. Um, Did you um, really want a mobile phone? Was that a thing that you wanted? Do you remember that coming in? I can clearly. Yeah, I did want a mobile phone, and I think. I remember Leah like was slagging me. I remember when it was in UCD till I got wasn't. That's when I got my mobile phone, and I remember standing across like in the going into the. I remember what the SU offices were 
And I remember, like, who was ringing me? There was no numbers in my phone. And I was just like, Lee, yeah, I'll see you in the restaurant later on. And because you know your best friend knows you for all your life. She's like, shut up. <laughs> she, what are you doing? There's nobody calling you. Your mom's calling you, you know. Hello, Esther, it's your mother. I'm just leaving a message, you know. Um, and you're just being very executive on your I'm phone. Exact, I'm in college now. Leah, look, I've got a pair of Carhartts. <laughs> I'm really cool. Um, so... Yeah, but like you don't know what you're doing. We used it in a different way. It was completely different. And I have no concept. I can't relate it. We just didn't have it. So it was like, I don't know. What did we do? We, we just like we did the same thing, but in like, oh, you know, sent eight million notes, letters. The letters I have at home, complete horseshit, killing time in class. Well, I haven't a clue what Morris is talking about. That was our math teacher used to call him Morris. Having a clue what Morris is talking about. Anyway, are you going to this this weekend? What are you wearing? Can I borrow your top? Mm. Whatever. The letter writing back in the day was huge, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, consumed yeah. an awful lot of time because that was the main way that we had to communicate, like, you know, yeah. and then, you know, because there was the fights to get on the landline and get, you know, get a bit of oh, airtime. But even when you, yeah, when, you got, when you got on the landline, like, hours. Mm. hours and hours the bills must have been disgusting but yeah, um yeah no so much note writing so much letter writing and i still like sending people cards and stuff like that but it's on a different level then i mean what else would we be doing yeah this is the thing what else were we doing yeah i'll see you tomorrow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'll see you tomorrow no i won't talk to you till then i'll see you tomorrow and that's it and yeah what are your memories of um school finishing for the summer how did you spend your summers I mean, yeah, they saw it seem kind of cavernous and they went on and mm. it was just kind of roaming, you know. Mm. Um, like <clears throat> me, because me and Lee lived across the, the green from each other. So we were the two little cadets that would go around together. And one of our best friends now, Nick, who's like, we say we wore her down over the years because she was terrible. It's like, if we call into you, you call back over to us. Mm-hmm. OK, but we were like, well, no one's going to do it. We're going to have to call around for everybody. And I'm sure we just wore everyone down. We're like, we're here, we're here again. You coming out? Um, and I suppose it was endless kind of wandering around, finding particular groups of boys for summer, carrying them over and then maybe, you know, you know, having a, maybe a drink in a field, having mm-hmm. an old bonfire. I remember once having it saying well, there was one of our friends, parents was more sort of turn more of a blind eye to it I think so we were like great okay so we can all have a sleepover there you know we had these sleepovers the cool parent yeah that were just yeah Yeah. Yeah, so there was always one there was always one and we knew it you you identify them very early but um I remember once you were drinking field drinking we'll call it field drinking (laughs) and we had a bonfire and I remember going coming back we were all at the cinema we went to the cinema a lot oh we're going to the cinema what are you going to see um whatever you know the same film we saw 70 times wink so we came back how was the film stinking of smoke and like just you know yeah. and, and I remember going upstairs and we looked in her she had a little um, she had a little sink in her bedroom you know some people have random sinks in their bedroom I don't know but um sink in her bedroom and we looked in the mirror and we looked like we were were Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins <laughs> chimney sweeps we all filed yeah we had a great evening I love the cinema it's a great way to spend oh, a healthy and we just like we were covered in soot and we were like oh my god we're gonna get into trouble but she let us away with it so I suppose yeah and it was just like fun and just being complete idiots yeah those yeah. summers oh those, those endless summers. summers yeah so looking back throughout all those teenage years what would you say now to teenage esther i'd say yeah it's i mean it's hard you can you kind of have to live the lessons don't you and mm. you don't really know yourself and you feel so oh you can feel so awkward and gangly and just because i you know because i was taller so i'm like i wasn't you know like tony robinson like he's six foot eight you know but i was it, when you're going through all those hormones but i suppose you have to kind of come into yourself and go 
you're terrific. You look back at your, you know, you look back at your face like, oh my God, you're brilliant. I mean, I know it sounds like from these things that I've said to you that I thought it was true. No, I was like in bits, you know, most of the time, but um, trying to figure it out. But if you could only, you, you can't have that feeling. If only you could have that kind of sense of perspective. And, but I mean, I'm so glad that I got in with the group of girls that I did and we just all thought we were great and we just were stupid. We just really were weird and made each other laugh and that was the main thing we wanted to make each other laugh and we like did our work and stuff but I suppose yeah just you're terrific and like figure that out can you figure that out a bit sooner Esther you know um and now I just drink myself in I can't get enough of myself I'm gonna play this podcast back 17 times <laughs> on all speakers in my house Hello. get the neighbors involved Surround sound. yeah well we look forward to your number one single oh, and yeah, um can you tell us as well about your podcast oh yeah well I have the 80% podcast and this again someone actually someone was saying Talking about different podcasts. Yeah, Darren's got a great idea because it's really an interesting twist. Like, you know, the laughs you were like, what makes me laugh? And, you know, and you just got the, you know, the cringe being going back to your 90s nostalgia. And Esther, your podcast is, you're just jealous of people, basically. <laughs> and I was like, I suppose you're right, yeah. No, because I joke, you know, it's tongue in cheek. It's like, the joke is, I'm, it's called the 80% podcast with Esther and Mordentu. The joke is that I'm 80% happy for the success of my guests. I so, you know, it. when someone tells you, oh, I got a new house or I bought a new this, and you're like, oh, cool. And your life could be imploding in the side and you're going, oh, that's deadly. So um, that's what it is. So basically, I just kind of talk to people and find out how they got to where they are. And, you know, it's brilliant. It's, it's such fun. a great um, podcast. And also the thing lighting up our inboxes every week. Oh, you're a newsletter. I feckin' love it. It's so good. And I want to see Esther and Mordonu, the book. <gasps> yeah, I have to see it. You have the writer ability, the skill, oh, everything. To, it's, yeah. you're, you're, you to. have it in oh. spades. It's magic to read. It's so funny, so entertaining. So I need like a whole book of it because a week newsletter just isn't enough. I'm trying to crank out. They're trying to be the, S, the CEO of my newsletter. It's very yeah. difficult, Jules. Well, it's brilliant. And people, if you're not already signed up, just get this landed in your inbox every week for that laugh. It's so good. How do they get the newsletter? Well, you can go to <clears throat> estheromd.com. I know, obnoxious. It hasn't been updated in ages. But if you go, th- there's a subscription. You can go click on newsletter and you put your email address in there and a little email will wing itself its way to you every weekend. Yeah. fantastic chuckle Aww. every single week. Thanks it's so good. You. And I love this podcast and you're so good. Jules is so good. And it's not, she's so good at like, Baking, like she just she did it there. She just big me up, okay, right in front of my face. But you know, I see her on Instagram, like just like liking and supporting people and encouraging people and giving people like little nudges. And I see even like with like you know artists, if someone, if you, if Jules is like into this, like I don't know, old candlestick. She's like, oh, this is the best candlestick ever. <laughs> Everyone needs to get one, and we're going to put on play, and it's going to be candlestick as a lead, and I'm going to produce it. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. But no, everyone. Like, me, if, no, if you. But if you've come out with God. the book, or you know, because you do need that nudge. Like you know, I've seen you. You buy. You buy other. prints, yeah. and you're. You know, you're campaigning for Michael D. Higgins. Did you not get Michael D. Higgins elected? You know, I you're so good. <laughs> but you, you, you really throw yourself into things, and you're very Thanks, encouraging, and you need. And it's so. When you, you're you're not sure what you're doing to get that little confidence boost is so it's so great. So yeah, we all got to support each other yeah. absolutely, and that's why yeah you know thank you so much for thank being you. a guest on my podcast. It's so many laughs. I have a pain from laughing. It's so good. Esther Moore who thank you for sharing your teenage cringe binge. Thank you. I just had a quick look there in my crystal ball that is both mystic and psychic and all things magical. And I'm predicting best-selling author will be another string added to Esther's bow in the future. 
A reminder that my Instagram handle is at JulesCallPics and I've put up loads of retro pictures from the 90s and noughties of all the pop culture and the fashion and the sweets and everything. And there's loads of pictures there and people are commenting, oh my God, I'd forgotten about that. So JulesCallPics on Instagram. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and it's making you reminisce about your teenage days and your diaries and you're thinking, God, I used to write poetry like that, send it to me, please. All the details are on my website. It's cringebingepodcast.com and I'd love you to get in touch and in future episodes, I'll be reading listeners' poetry and teen diaries. You can do it publicly or anonymously. You can type it up, take photos of the pages or record it as an audio note, whatever you feel comfortable doing. Send it in to me and I'm making a collection of all of the entries and some of the stuff is oh my god it is priceless but I would love to hear from you if you want to root out those old teenage diaries so as always thanks for listening thank you to Shane Dempsey in Collaborative Studios for doing the sound engineering on the interview part of this podcast I'm Jules Call, and this is the Cringe Binge Podcast My 90s Teenage Diary brought to you by Acast home of the world's best podcasts Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.